This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. You're tuned to Radio is the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is the program called Real Wealth, hosted by the team from the Stewart Group in Hastings. It's our pleasure today to have in the studio Jeff Wilson from the Stewart Group. How are you going, Jeff? Very good, Ken. Good to be here. And uh, just remind our listeners, Jeff, what's your speciality at Stewart Group? So my speciality is KiwiSaver. Yeah, everyone loves it. Or, uh, there's probably not a person out there who hasn't heard of KiwiSaver. Uh, but before we talk about it, just remind our listeners, Jeff, where the Stewart Group is. Okay, so we are based in 204 Katamu Road in Hastings. And our, uh, we have a, one of those great uh, 0800 numbers, free phone numbers, 0800 878 961. You're not just about KiwiSaver there, though, are you? Um, no, we also handle uh, wealth uh, advice um, and also life insurance uh, inquiries too. Now, today we're going to talk about, among other things, uh, KiwiSaver, but let's first of all have a look at the market recovery since the end of last year. Yes, yes. So, look, good news, really, for KiwiSaver investors. Um, the uh, in, If we just take a step back into 2018, everything was going um, very, very well, um, continuing the, the trend of growth over a number of years. And then, literally, at the beginning of the final quarter, at the 1st of October, uh, things took a little bit of a turn uh, d- downwards, and um, some KiwiSaver investors may have seen uh, a bit of a drop in their fund balances mm-hmm. because um, KiwiSavers, um, not just ours, but um, others are all invested in, in the markets. And so um, funds can go up as, as well as down. Um, but I'm pleased to say that um, following a, the, the low point, which I think from memory was Christmas Eve, um, unhappy for some some investors perhaps, but um, since then there's been a nice steady recovery. Um, not quite reaching those highs of October of last year, but ver- very close to. Yeah. Speaking of uh, market recovery, uh, when I first started this job, uh, um, the guy who suggested I sign up for KiwiSaver said uh, I think more or less said should we just put you in the conservative fund and I Mm. said yeah yeah this yeah not interested in it at all I was so I went into that fund and I've been in that fund for uh, getting on for 10 years that I've been here and uh Fortunately, thanks to the pressure put on me by the team from the Stewart Group I did go and have a free consultation and we decided that hey why wouldn't I just go into the the next one up and look I've been following that fund on a weekly basis since it has not gone down it's made more money for me since I've changed over yes than I've probably made in a good couple of three years and and I think that's the thing that we need to be 
slightly more aware of what we're doing. Yes, absolutely. Look, um, we wouldn't necessarily advocate looking at your fund balance on a daily or even a weekly mm. basis, um, but it's certainly not uh, 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 what uh, Minister Farfoy, um, who's responsible for KiwiSaver, says there's a sort of a set-and-forget mentality mm. out there. And um, we would uh, encourage people um, to look at it at least on a quarterly basis. Yeah. And indeed, our clients now generally um, uh, will receive a text alert uh, from us. And normally what happens is over a quarter, any any market volatility will often be offset, offset by the fact that you're continuing to contribute. If you're in employment, then your employer is contributing too. And so um, often you will um, see the positive trend um, um, upwards. And um, yeah, uh, it's something to, to be aware of, but not necessarily check on a daily basis. Yeah. I wonder if I, I mean, if I could wind the clock back and do it all over again, and of course, hindsight being twenty twenty. Yes, I think I might have gone into the uh, the, the more um, what's the what's the top fund called? Oh, so the, yeah, the the top fund is often known as a growth. Yeah, growth that's fund. that's what I think I might have yes. gone for. Yeah, and so look, um, we've always maintained that um, funds are relevant to people at different times mm. uh, in their life. And uh, I think last time we spoke, Ken, we talked about a, a term, a financial term called time horizon. Mm. And um, normally if you're relatively young and you're not looking to take money out of your fund for first home purchase, so in other words, retirement is your objective, then your time horizon is quite long. And typically we would see people in, a, um, uh, in that situation be in a, in a growth fund. There is slightly higher risk um, uh, with market volatility, but the idea is that there's such a long time to run that any of that market volatility can be ironed out um, and and overcome. And um, similarly, if you're quite close to retirement, then we would normally just um, see people step it back a bit into a balanced or indeed a conservative fund. So it, it, it's very personal and it's also something, again, uh, not to set and forget that as your circumstances may change, it's important to ensure that your KiwiSaver uh, is adaptable to, to those circumstances. So is there a stage, and I think you obviously just said there was, uh, in a person's life where you might suggest that, hey, the, the growth fund probably isn't for you. I mean, here I am probably, well, I am uh, three months away from getting my pension. Can you believe it? But so, and you know, I'm so encouraged by changing to the balance fund, yes, the way my funds have gone that I've been thinking. And my wife said, Oh, don't know about that. I've been thinking, Well, why wouldn't we try the growth fund? Yep, I mean, would you would you recommend that uh, at my age that we might? do that or just stay where we are? Well, um, what we do uh, at Stuart Group, and this is the benefit of, of, of uh, us as advisors, is that you can um, chew the cud with us if, if you like, and we'll ask you some questions. So, for example, a, a question we might ask you is, um, you're reaching uh, retirement age as, as stated by the government, but are you intending mm, to cease work? Indeed. No. Um, we, we quite often see now that um, people reaching 65 
if they're in good health and they're in good in, um, work situations, that they actually don't want to just stop and um, uh, uh, withdraw uh, their, their KiwiSaver. They can access New Zealand superannuation um, and maintain their KiwiSaver, or they may scale back and do part-time work and still contribute to KiwiSaver. Indeed, um, something we touched on last time and we may discuss later is the fact that now over 65s can finally, um, it's been passed into law from July, they'll be able to uh, invest in KiwiSaver. Yes. So um, it really, again, comes down to personal circumstances. Um, quite often you um, you may wish to con- carry on working, carry on to, say, age 70. 70 seems to be the new retirement age, uh, not, not legally, but um, just sort of uh, uh, that seems to be the perception out there. So um, in that sense, um, yeah, you, you would still have a little bit longer to run. Um, we would balance out also your tolerance to, to risk and also factor in whether you have other assets and other means yeah. to sustain yourself in retirement. I wonder also, you mentioned that most people sign up to KiwiSave and just forget about it, regardless of uh, which group they're in. Mm. But there's been some um, chatter on social media recently that uh, we should maybe be looking at what our KiwiSaver is invested in. For instance, I know there are people out there who would be horrified to think that their uh, KiwiSaver was invested in, say, a nuclear power station. I mean, do we have that sort of control over our investments or not? Uh, well, yes, yes, you do. Um, I would say that the, the KiwiSaver provider we work with, Booster, um, they've signed up to something called the Principles for Responsible Investment. Um, so uh, I can categorically state, for example, that they do not directly invest in any companies involved in nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. uh, tobacco, or indeed um, military-style uh, weapons, um, particularly semi-automatics, uh, given given recent mm-hmm. tragic circumstances. So um, uh, the vast majority of uh, KiwiSaver providers would be in that camp. I can't speak for you know specifically other providers. But um, there is a choice. Uh, there's something called socially responsible investing. Mm. So um, anybody uh, who wishes to sort of extend um, their investment philosophy beyond those that I've just outlined, then there are choices for them to be able to come to us and say, look, uh, I want to be um, out of alcohol production, I want to be out of gambling, that sort of thing, and we can generally find uh, a a fund that can suit their requirements. Believe it or not, uh, Jeff, I know people who decided not to be in KiwiSaver. Why would you decide not to be in KiwiSaver, do you think? Yeah, look, um, very few reasons why you shouldn't be in KiwiSaver. And I think, we again, we touched upon this last time, but to reiterate, the the only sort of compelling circumstance might be if somebody's in a very high debt situation. Mm. So bear in mind that uh, with KiwiSaver, if you're in employment then and you choose to be in KiwiSaver, you're looking at contributing at least 3% of your gross salary. That is then matched by your employer. Um, but for some people, 3% of their salary may be a stretch. Sure. Um, so um, if there is a high debt situation, that could be a, 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 an argument to, to pay off that debt first. Some new law changes coming in on the 1st of April. Tell us about those. 
Yes, so um, finally, it's been sort of in the wings for some time. Um, there's, uh, It was all wrapped up in what they term an omnibus tax bill, which finally received its royal assent, I think, on the 18th of March. So effective from the 1st of April, again, good news for KiwiSaver investors, um, gives uh, more flexibility around the options uh, to contribute, the contribu- contribution rates. So currently, it's been 3%. 4% or 8% and um, it's probably fair to say that the vast majority I think about 67% from memory would be in the 3% mm-hmm. which is the minimum contribution um, 24% are at 4% and unsurprisingly only 9% yeah. are at 8% that's that's quite a quite a step up so finally the the government have afforded a little bit more flexibility there as of 1st of April they're introducing 6% and also 10% mm. contribution rates because there are some people, particularly maybe the, the, the younger generation, they may be single, may not have the um, uh, sort of family commitments that uh, uh, other uh, older people may have and their objective with KiwiSaver is to uh, uh, secure a fund as a deposit for home purchase. So 10% of their gross salary may be um, advantageous to them. So I think the 6% generally is, has been well embraced and uh, we would see probably a reasonable take-up in the 6% bracket. If you go in at 10%, for instance, under the new law and you find it's a bit tough for you, can you change it? Yes, absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's fairly flexible, so you can you can make changes up or down. Uh, the one thing, unfortunately, is that the employer is still only mandated to, to yeah. contribute 3%. But having said that, in a tight employment market, we're starting to hear of um, employers looking to either retain or, 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 or uh, gain um, quality staff. So there, uh, anecdotally at least, I'm, I'm aware of some employers who are willing to to match the employee's contribution. Um, so certainly uh, some at 4%, I've heard of one or two at 8%. Um, 10%, not sure whether that will be uh, honoured. How does the average person hear about these changes? So, uh, Jeff, I know that your, your company is particularly proactive and you'll get hold of your clients and say, hey, look, I've got some news for you on KiwiSaver. And if you did this, this and this, then you, know, you might uh, reap some benefit from it. But probably the average bloke or bloke S, they've got their KiwiSaver. It's a bit like insurance. They take out a life insurance policy and never think about it again. Yeah, and that's that's the challenge, I guess. Um, I think again, statistically, approximately seventy percent of Kiwi savers are held with the uh, the main banks, mm. and often that's for convenience. Um, so uh, the, the the banks um, don't get me wrong; they they do a, a solid job there. But generally, with a bank, it is. Um, uh, enabling that set and forget mentality. There isn't really a dedicated KiwiSaver advisor per se uh, mm. within the bank. So yes, we we feel that there are missed opportunities sure. for those KiwiSaver investors. And um, generally when we find um, such investors coming to us and having a chat, they're often quite surprised at the options that yeah. they do have. And, um, I mean, just, just as an illustration, and it is an illustration because there are so many different permutations at play, but, for example, if you were a 35-year-old and you had 25000 saved in KiwiSaver in a growth fund 
and let's say you're on an average salary salary of fifty thousand per per annum, then the difference between say three percent contribution and eight percent contribution over the next thirty years to retirement could be in the order of a couple of hundred thousand well, dollars. Huge, isn't it? So it's quite quite um, quite substantial and, and we as advisors now have tools which can enable people to to, to check, you know, and have an idea of what the, yeah. the variance would be. And the great thing about Stewart Group is that if I have my KiwiSaver through a bank, uh, I can come to you, no obligation, and it's free for Abs- some advice. Yes, absolutely. Look, um, it's uh, for us, it's uh, it's about, I guess, just creating awareness. And um, if there's somebody who uh, comes to us from from a bank and decides that they want to stay with the bank, but they have got you know, at least some greater awareness of, of their options, then then that's fine by us. Yeah. And you want to talk about uh, member tax credits and they're due by 30 June? Yes. So so following on from the, the, the contributions, um, the contributions are important because um, they, as much as the markets, can influence the, the, the final uh, fund that will um, balance that you'll be able to access in, in your retirement. Um, but the government has always provided uh, a bit of a, a carrot for for investors um, in the form of uh, what's termed member tax credit. It is, I think, under the new legislation going to be changed more to a plain English term of government contribution. Um, but essentially, um, this is where the government will match 50 cents for every dollar invested up to uh, $521.43. Don't mm. ask me where they yes. got that calculation <laughs> from. But essentially, as long as you put in $1,042.86 in your year to the 30th of June, that equivalent, that equates to about $90 per month, then the government will give you effectively, um, Fifty percent return mm. on that investment. I don't know any any form of investment where you can get such a great return, um, and they will c- drop that into your account um, in sort of the, the the July following that thirtieth of June period. So um, we're in the process at the moment of um, uh, um, encouraging all our clients to. Um, Top up their accounts if they haven't already achieved that mm. that that threshold of a thousand and forty two. Bear in mind, most people that we're talking employee contributions only, so the employer contribution doesn't count to that. So whatever's coming out of your salary, or if you're self-employed, what you are voluntarily contrib- contributing, as long as you drop in a thousand forty two eighty six. Before the 30th of June, you could access up to $521.43. Money for jam? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But it's amazing um, how many people, are, again, are unaware of mm. that. Um, so we take quite a proactive stance via text message, yeah. uh, via I ring people up, and they go, oh, yes, sorry, I've been meaning to get round to that. Mm. How do I do that? And there are a number of options. So even if you haven't contributed a cent, um, in in the year to date, um, you can still make a one off payment. Um, assuming you've got that money handy, uh, you can make a one off payment before the thirtieth of June. Five hundred twenty one dollars comes in. Yep. Now you want to talk about Australian super transfers to KiwiSaver? What's that all about? 
Yeah, so this is another interesting one where I think uh, a lot of people are still under the impression that uh, if they've worked at any period of time in Australia, that firstly they might have an Australian superannuation, uh, which was compulsory from um, from introduced from 1992, and secondly that they can actually bring it across to New Zealand. Uh, and a, just a quick funny story because I drive a, um, a VW Amarok Ute. Uh, you can't miss it. It's um, quite quite nicely branded with with Stuart Group logos and so forth. But we try. Uh, it is a bit of a billboard for us. And um, there I was at a four wheel drive event at the weekend. And uh, in between the sort of the mud spatters, um, uh, there is a, a a little phrase on the back of of the Ute that basically says, "There's 17 billion dollars worth of Australian super that is sort of unclaimed, unaccounted for." Um, and we just posed the question, "Could that some of that be yours?" Well, there was a gentleman who at the four-wheel drive event, and he said, "I've just looked at the back of your Ute, and uh, I never knew I could bring it across." Mm. And um, so we're having a chat with him. We estimate he's probably got a hundred thousand wow. uh, dollars Australian uh, sitting there in his uh, in in Australia, and he can drop that straight into his KiwiSaver. And you imagine the compounding effect mm. of adding that into your KiwiSaver account. So we're on a bit of a mission again to encourage people, if they've worked in Australia since 1992, um, to check what their uh, Australian super entitlements are, and then they can bring those across. Mm. And that's a service that we can provide for them. Once again, it's a, it's a service that, uh, like you say, you provide, but... Again, the average blokes are never going to know about it, so it's it's a bit unfortunate, isn't it? Really, that no one's out there banging the banging the drum and say, "Why don't you do this?" Yeah, and and in part that might be because it it, it uh, in fairness, it's it can be quite a labour intensive mm. uh, process. Um, we're dealing with individual Australian super providers; they all have their own kind of rules and procedures. There is uh, there's a few sort of. Um, uh, identity um, forms and other forms to complete. Um, so it's not a quick process. Mm. It's not an instant process. Sometimes it can take a couple of months. Sometimes it can take a bit longer. just depends on the nature of the beast that we're dealing with. Also, some individuals have had several jobs yep. in Australia. So it's uh, part of the process is actually tracking down all, all the various different supers, getting them amalgamated, getting them brought across. But, um, yeah, look, it's something that um, we're happy to offer as a service. There is a small charge just to cover our administration time. But compared to the potential yeah, rewards, um, it's quite significant. And there, you know, there are there are some advantages. I mean, um, to to bringing that over, not least that you're you're topping up your KiwiSaver. But you know, from a management point of view, um, it's just then you, it's easy. You've got everything all in one fund. Um, often, uh, you may still be paying, being charged fees um, in Australia. Uh, the fees tend to come out of your fund so um, you may actually be paying two fees because mm. you're paying KiwiSaver fees Aussie Super fees you would only pay one fee and of course there's the exchange rate issue that, that kind of gets um, taken out of the, the equation once once the fund's been brought in Is there a time limit on accessing those funds? I mean if someone worked in Australia 25 years ago it, 
Is that money still available? Uh, it should be. It's just how how you track it down. What happens is um, orphaned funds um, get uh, held by the um, ATO, the Australian Tax Office. Um, and there are mechanisms by which individuals, if they're unsure or they haven't got any up-to-date paperwork, they can um, go to the website, I think it's called Superseeker, and they can enter um, some some information mm. about themselves and establish where that fund may be. That's again something that we can we can uh, help and advise on on them to do. And once that's tracked down, then we can under, uh, engage in the process of uh, getting the transfer happening. Just about out of time, Jeff. Uh if we need any advice on KiwiSaver or any other financial advice, just remind our listeners where the Stewart Group is. Yep, absolutely. 204 Karamu Road in Hastings and uh, free phone number 0800 878 As always, our pleasure. You look after yourself. We'll talk to the same time, same place next time. Look forward to it. Thanks. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.